0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: are you that person who has everything the coolest merch and those must-have fan threads well over at our anfield index shop we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your liverpool collection from our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts sweaters hoodies and hats to our signature edition mugs prints and coasters all provided with fast worldwide shipping
0: Rural Ireland. I'm Trev Danny, and this is the Anfield Index podcast, on which I'm joined tonight by my usual compatriots, compadres, amigos. I'm running out of words here. Carl Copac and Cambridge in the background, and not contributing on the mic this evening is producer Guy Drinkle. And I want to begin today's show with a very simple very from the heart little tribute which is just a sequence from a show which features Michael K Williams who passed only yesterday um he played Omar in The Wire and therefore will be known to an awful lot of people and he was a tremendous actor indeed if you have any doubts about that go and read the tributes of the equally great Wendell Pierce to him today Um, Both written and from years back, a lovely video, which um, I posted onto my Twitter thread, if you want to go and have a look at that, um, where he talks about how Michael was capable of imbuing, I think, ordinary characters, as Wendell says, that people wouldn't even look at with humanity that they're not normally attributed with on television and in film. It's a lovely tribute, and what I wanted to do was just have a little piece today to get the show going between um, Wendell and Michael, between the characters of Bunk and Omar. And we've got Omar here. He's in a tight spot. He's basically looking at being stuck into the confinement of prison with several of the drug dealers who he basically made his uh, living robbing uh in the uh heyday of his existence as omar uh omar is coming so we've just got a little interaction between the two it's about a minute or so and uh it finishes with a well-known omar line and listen if you would to the bass coming from wendell's voice here that is a voice you're about to hear here but also the payoff line is omar's final one so here it is without any further ado
2: (laughs) What about Stringer Bell and his muscle dead in the warehouse? If this one ain't on you, another dozen probably are. And If this one goes to court, you can tell that jury how wrong it is. I'll be seeing God long before I swear to him on the stand. Leave me a court side and I'm done. You know that. Yeah. So you ain't making friends. I got a bounty on my head, man. Five figures. I know I was gonna be sharing cold with all these boys. I probably wouldn't have robbed so many of them. Oh yeah. That golden rule.
0: Since you're feeling all biblical and righteous and all you think on this. Now if One ain't killed that delivery lady, somebody else did. But
2: you giving him a free walk right now though, ain't you? A man got to have a code.
0: Man got to have a code. Carl Copac, how are you and your code this evening? It, I, I
2: it's I don't know if that's the same scene. I don't think it is the same scene, but there's um uh <laughs> it, it it's an extraordinary thing that I see between those two at some point where um where Omar realises that they were at school together, him and Bunk, and Bunk was a few years ahead, and he says, "You used to play that game with the stick," and he goes, "Yeah, man, I was uh I was lacrosse, I was all, like all all state acro- um, attack or something like that." It says, yeah, they used to shit themselves when they saw that bunk, the bunk come across at them. It's a really nice scene between um, enemies. Well, basically, they just sort of really like link together on 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 that. You know, they're almost like there's a respect between the two of them, even though, you know, they're completely different people. That's and, what that um,
0: show does. That's what that show does so well, isn't it, Carl? I mean, you get to see that the, the, the gray, the gray, the shades of gray, the blurring of the lines. It's That's what's so brilliant about that show.
2: Yeah, it, it's 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 literally impeccable. It, it is literally impeccable. It's that good. Um, I've got I've got a couple of quotes um, if that's okay for uh, because they're they're from quite similar people in some in um, in some ways. Uh, and it's this. Something I like to do is just sit by water when there's a current and just stare into the water. I don't fish. I don't hunt. I don't scuba. I don't spear. Don't boat. Don't play basketball or football. I excel at staring into space. I'm really good at that. And that's the opening quote. And Thank the you. follow-up on I have to that is someone different. Although they're probably contemporaries. They probably knew each other. You can't be a real country unless you have a beer and an airline. It helps if you've got some type, kind of football team or some nuclear weapons. But at the very least, you need a beer.
0: Oh, I'm in the dark completely, calm. Have you any idea who, who were... Not a
3: clue. I would never have a clue. must fix two short planks, mate.
2: <laughs> You're not gonna get this in a million years. The first cool. one was Iggy Pop, Staring right. of Water, and the last second one was Frank Zappa. Wow. Wow. But at the very least you need a beer. I really like that. Right. I don't <laughs> know why
3: that quote just made me think of the Netherlands. I thought, yeah, they got a beer, Heineken. And uh, they got an airline KLN. Sorted, job's done.
2: You <laughs> got Heineken a beer, but yeah, that's what yeah. I
3: think Yeah, yeah, you know you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 It's uh, a <laughs> A lager, then all right, you know.
2: But... And uh, the reason I say that is because uh, I really have been contemplating just staring into water lately and just Yeet. thinking that's nice. And I've been doing that because I've been doing a bit of paddle boarding. And so, at some twice on Sunday, I was actually in the water that I was paddle boarding on. And uh, well,
3: upside nice. down, say
2: again, upside down. Uh, I, I, I would have been at some point possible. No, no, I didn't go upside down. No, it wasn't deep enough for me to oh, do right. that. But I was certainly heading that. My trajectory would have sent me that way eventually had gravity not intervened.
0: Where were you doing said activity? The River Wensum in Norwich. And can I ask you, did you do the stand up paddle boarding or what yes did you do? Yes, and
2: no. Um, <laughs> it was because of the standing up biz that I went in twice. Oh, I see. Uh, right. <laughs> and uh,
0: did you then turn it into a, a virtual kayak?
2: Yes, that's what I did. I sat down and literally, I mean, if you if you see my Twitter feed, you're literally I'm I'm sitting on the board paddling. Um, because I thought, well, my anxiety is is quite bad at the best of times anyway. So um I did actually stand up. I did stand up but then I just went straight over because i it's the problem is you can't once you've stood up, you can't really move your feet. Yeah. And that's the problem. You pitch forward automatically and that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, and I saw you, two people doing it just literally this afternoon as I went out. I saw two people. I'm quite close to the river, and and I saw two people going. I just kept thinking, how are you not, you know, just basically your arms going like Pete Townsend playing a guitar, you know? <laughs> Why is that not happening? Because that's what I did.
0: <laughs> did you do the full comedy arm spinning thing? Yeah,
2: I think I think it was a full on might go won't go might go might not. Oh, do you know where I'm going? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> girlfriend of course, girlfriend, absolutely no problem at all. On the knees, one foot up, one foot up, stood up, let's go. Absolutely infuriating.
0: That's got to hurt because, I mean, it's not like you don't have training and centering yourself physically with all the Taekwondo stuff.
2: There's something in Taekwondo called Anam Soji, which is sitting stance, which is the perfect most place to be. Um, You basically stand with your legs apart like you're sitting on a horse that isn't there, and you put your arms out in front of you, and it's the perfect balance you can do. And if you can (laughs) do that, literally, if you do that, you can play golf very
0: similar stance Uh, a horse that isn't there is one of the best images uh, i think we can expect to have this evening Can, can, can i recommend to you that you actually get a proper kayak in which you sit into it properly and therefore all the angst of standing and all that bollocks is taken away from it it is one of the most contemplative and wonderful pastimes that i've ever ever engaged in i was saying to you just before the mics went live so much so that I'm going to get myself one and go around as often as I can and put it on whatever bodies of water I can find to do so between now and whenever the we- the weather stops being clement enough to do it because it's just like I said, that's the word contemplative. You just it's just you. And, well, obviously, you can do it socially. It's lovely to do it socially. But if you don't want to do it socially, it's not heavy exercise there's something lovely you're really in touch with the water and with nature you're out there I like to listen to audiobooks and stuff when I'm doing it I heartily recommend it so
2: there's a little bit on Sunday when um there's a bend of the river where there was no one else on the river but me and of course because I was like sat on a paddleboard um I was very low to the water and I would not have believed I lived in a major city in the UK it was just like really really hot um, there's a little mist coming from the water because it's you know the water's quite warm, and um, and you know the the odd sort of dragonfly flitting around. I felt I felt like bloody Huckleberry Finn, honestly.
0: Well, I was going to say hopefully. Huckleberry Finn is the good way. Once you don't hear dueling banjos coming from the undergrowth or either side of the riverbank. Then I it's all good.
2: Being like a pig—that's the yeah. sort of thing I'm not into. That's yeah. it when, I'm when it I'm against that, Trev. To be honest,
0: I I, I agree with you. That, that that's the that that's shit crack. Um, yeah. I would say that is shit crack. When it goes full deliverance, that's just shit crack. Uh, Cam, have you ever been in a in a canoe or a kayak, brother?
3: No, I haven't actually. No, I've been I've been on a banana boat. Does that count? Uh,
0: a banana boat is that one of those sort of the novelty things that you get the an inflatable thing that you get
3: yeah yeah and they uh what the guy did was this was in turkey and uh he deliberately tipped us off it when we're like a, a yeah. mile off a mile off the coast and um i, I can swim i say that very loosely but obviously we we all had life jackets on so um, the the pain was trying to get back on the the damn thing from the water so um, yeah that's as close as I've ever got to being uh, I mean I've been on boats and cruise line ships but not individual um, kayaking I've done a little thing I've done that little rowboat thing on the River Avon uh, Stratford on Avon.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah and, uh, and I and I crashed into someone's boat.
0: Thankfully, you're, you're going to do that though. I think. Yeah. yeah hang on, hang on, I, hang on. You, you're 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 on you're on the river yeah. Avon. Yeah. And you're out doing the Rowling. let's do, let's do a little row here and think about the great Shakespeare, and yeah. you t boned someone.
3: Well, no, 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 no. I, I, a stationary boat. I was trying to get round it, and I just sort of. Clipped it, I'll say clipped. <laughs> so, um, yeah, <laughs> thankfully, they were nobody was abroad in the boat. So, uh, yeah, there you go. um Anyway, like, should, we, should we crack on? Uh, might, there might be a libel suit coming my way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, can we just see this through to its bitter end? Because I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious whether either of you have had a go of a windsurf. No. No.
3: Ah,
0: no. oh, lads, it's the crack until. The wind takes over and like Caminder, you're not a very strong swimmer. That was me at 17 where I like umpteen operations on my ears. And as a result, like, oh, I was able to swim until then. And yeah, I ended up in the middle of Loch Ennall going, uh, how do I get back? <laughs> 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 that wasn't good. That was a strange time. Uh, Cam, sorry, on with your quotations. Michael. Yeah, sure.
3: Um, just quickly on, uh, Michael K, um, Williams um his the role he played of um Chalky in Broadwalk Empire oh yeah I thought you know not quite Omar levels but as near as could have been you know it was just a phenomenal you know phenomenal acting from him he was just a wonderful wonderful actor and um you know it's it's, it's a sad day the the world of television and movies is uh, is suffering a big loss Without him, now, that's for sure.
2: There's something else you did as well, which is equally important. Um, he recommended Snoop. He recommended Felicia to um uh, to David Simon, and said like, "You, know, you know, sound
0: you, a fact, yeah, yeah, really. yeah."
2: Because she said to him like, "You know, I really want to get involved in TV," and he said, well, "Why don't you come and do this?" And she did the audition, and um um, I, I love that. There's a Stephen King's quote where he basically says, "I think she's the most petrifying woman in the in TV or film." I
0: think she's the scariest woman I've ever seen. Wow! Just because she is, she is. She's incredibly intense. That's, that's amazing. I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. It, it, my little Michael K. Williams fact that I didn't know because I had no idea. I just assumed he was an actor. Always had been an actor. It was actually started off as a dancer. He danced with an awful lot of really well-known people, like in video music videos and stuff like that. I didn't realize that. Um, anyway, I, I've diverted you again, Camp. Sorry, you were going right. to your quotes.
3: Yeah, my quote. Here we go. I am obsessive about attack. When I watch videos, it's for attacking, not for defending. My football, by definition, is very simple. We run all the time. I know that it's easier to defend than to create. To run, for example, is a a decision of the will. To create, you need an indispensable amount of talent.
0: Huh. I'm going to go out in a limb because it is the week it is, and I'm going to guess, although it doesn't sound like him at all, but I'm going to guess, Carl, you can tell me if I'm miles off beam here, I'm going to guess that that's Bielsa. Because you've, every
2: quote you've done this season is about the manager who we're playing in the, in the end of the week as well.
0: Oh, has it been? You're right yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I knew what to, what to guess. Am I right?
3: Um, I, I quite like um, Guy Drinkel's suggestion.
0: Which was? Roy Hodgson. Oh, yeah, of course it <laughs> says just like Roy, yeah, you're right actually, yeah. <laughs> no, it was These are uh, the pub, aren't they? They really are. yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> very similar styles employed. So, um, yeah, it was Mr Bielsa. So, um, um, you know, I, I think as a manager, uh, his philosophy on football is is wonderful. Um and I just think it's a shame that other managers don't have the courage to to um, entertain the football fans the way uh, Marco Bielsa wants to, and you know I think this weekend's game is it just could be an absolute cracker, a real cracker.
0: The ones last year were very very interesting, um, primarily for those reasons, um, and I do want to get to Leeds. I want to because uh, I think Carl, you might be at that one, are you? Yeah, I am. Um, yeah. So I do want to talk to, talk about leads, but I can't let this go past because we said we kind of wing this show, and in the spirit of winging it, I've just seen a tweet come up here, which um, is a petition to get Dream Team on Netflix. And I've got a quick question for you: Do you <laughs> do you remember Dream Team? And did you watch yeah. it? Like I know in the in the heady days of Ted Lasso, where I mean, it's a lovely show. Ted Lasso is just a Ted lovely. Brilliant. Like it's it's funny, but it's also very sweet. You know, it's a nice. It hits those sort of buttons where you're like, oh, that's that's both enjoyable and 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 cute and sweet and funny. It's and it doesn't tends not to be mawkish or sentimental. It's it's a good mixture. Hats off to Ted Lasso is what I'm saying. However, my Apple free subscription ran out in the middle of episode two of season two, and therefore that's where I've gotten up as far as, and I refuse to get yet another subscription to another major corporation. I'm giving my subscriptions, by the way, in case you think I'm being stingy, I'm giving my subscriptions to smaller media, independently owned things, podcasts and the like, and networks and the like, just so people are aware that that is an option that you can do. You don't have to give these big companies your money. But what about Dream Team, lads? Tell me a little bit about your memories. What I loved about Dream Team was it was kind of hysterical, and I mean that in all senses of the word. You know, occasionally it was very funny unintentionally, but it was always over the top hyster- hysteria, emotion-wise. And I have to say, lads, when it came out first, Carl, I'll go to you on this. I mean, I was, I was addicted to it. Uh, maybe it was just because there was something resembling footy on telly that was in fiction form.
2: Is this? Um the same one where Didier Baptiste played.
0: It is, I think. Yeah, Didier Baptiste.
2: I I I didn't watch it, but um, but the the only thing I can remember from it is that someone went to the press and said that Liverpool are very keen to buy Didier Baptiste and they ran it as a story, not knowing that Didier
0: Baptiste (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> fantastic yeah that's brilliant True story. I'm, I'm i'm looking i'm looking at a still here from one of the later series i believe and in it her who plays the factory it used to be the factory owner that that really attractive dark haired girl woman from coronation street uh christ i think she like she had some sort of did she have alcohol issue i'm not sure she was in it as like owner or whatever and Anfield Index adjacent Mark Moraghan Was in it as the manager I oh, don't yeah. think he was player manager but Yeah, but um, he was in He was in a season But I think you're talking about the later days here The early days of it, it was outstanding And like outrageous uh, Cam, did you ever watch that show?
3: Was it Harchester
0: United or something? Harchester that? United, that's that exactly well. it Yeah,
3: Harchester yeah United. I mean I think I may have watched an episode or two I never quite got into it i don't i can't remember anything about it but just Harchester. i can't remember i mean i'm I'm, i'll be honest with you i'm looking online now and i just don't i the only person i vaguely remember here looking at the cast is the dark haired lass um but i don't know uh Dark-haired lad. Was she, she like the
0: chair chairwoman or something? I don't know. This is what I'm talking about. This is oh god, oh, 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 it's terrible. I can't think of the you girl's lucky name. Look up, lazy sons She's uh, she's it's it's her from Coronation Street, right? King. Al- Alison King. Yeah, that's her. That's her. Yeah, so, yeah she she's very lovely. Uh, but uh, there was a there was a character called Fletch who was the star of it. Uh, he, sort of Frank Lampard-looking lad. Um, and there was yeah. Did, did, yeah, Baptiste, of course. And then there was a couple of other assorted odds and ends. Ah, look, it, it was just a moment in time. I think you're talking about early 2000s. I did enjoy it at the time because it was so daft. But we should actually talk about real football, perhaps. And Cam, you've introduced us to the topic of Leeds. And we might as well go across to young Kopak, who's going to the Leeds game. Um, you know what, man? We had a lovely chat the last day about the nuts and bolts Cam will you know, unnecessary difficulties in getting into the ground. We talked to yourself about being in the ground and going early and all those traditions and all the rest of it and the um, unfortunate lack of choice when it comes to your um, in-ground pint. But what does this trip look like for you?
2: Tricky, because I live in Norwich. and my mate's leaving from London, so that's to be decided. Uh, um, it's M1 all the way. So, um, it's quite handy for me. Uh, I'm also going with my oldest mate, Hello Chi, if you're listening. Um, well, I haven't been to the, he moved to Leeds in 1987. So, we haven't been to a game together since about November 86 when we were both 18 years old.
0: Wow. No way.
2: So, yeah. Um, so, that's going to be really, really nice. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I've never been to Ellen Road, it's, it's one of the few I've not been to. And I've never even seen Leeds at Anfield. It's just happened that way. And it's really weird. We're talking about this with my mates. My mate said to me the other day, said, I've never been to Watford. Watford's really easy to get to from where he lives. It just happens. Sometimes you, you know, if, if if you go to the match, if you're lucky enough to go to the game quite regularly, sometimes there's grounds which you just don't go to. I've never been to Ewood Park. And every, every time I tell people that, they go, well, the allocation's like 8 billion. How can you not go to Ewood Park? Yeah, have you I've missed that? Yeah. yeah, never, never been to Allen Road. So this is a first for me. Um, and. Um, To be honest, I'm going to enjoy the football. I'm I'm going mostly to be with my mates because that's what I've decided my football's going to be from now on. I'm tired, Trev. I'm very, very tired of the ephemera that surrounds this club like a swarm of wasps. Um, I'm sick of it. I'm just going to watch the footy and enjoy it with my mates and leave everyone else to have a big argument and big fight about it because I love watching Liverpool play. I love watching Liverpool doing really well and that's all I want.
0: Yeah, Cam, it's an interesting point that Carl brings up there. You could be forgiven, couldn't you, for thinking that um, the season was already in the bin and that everything is shit, as opposed to the fact that Mm. we have some glorious footballers, the best manager we've had since Shankly, and nothing but optimism should be uh, abounding. Um, Theoretically, now Cam, I know you're like me, you can acknowledge that there are some things that you really prefer were different, Yeah. Uh, some things that you really would like to have, have happened. And we're not talking here around necessarily a bigger club issues around ownership and that kind of thing. We're talking about, you know, personnel, but at the same time, that's a good point Carl makes, isn't it? I mean, to, to lean into the joy of it especially in a time that's as shit as this. I mean, you turn on your news, it's endless uh, double talk and sycophantic bullshit from people talking to politicians who really don't deserve to breathe air, some of them. And it's endless. It's endless negativity and darkness. Since the beginning of COVID, there's been nothing but negativity and darkness. Football is a source of joy. And now we've got the full grounds back. Carl and yourself can go to these games. It's got to be, we've got to lean into the joy of it, surely.
3: Go back a year, 18 months. We couldn't go to a game. We didn't have that privilege. The football was soulless, it was void. It was a big, huge void. Even though it was being played, it, there was nothing really enjoyable about it. We're now back to a stage where we can just go to a football match and we can breathe it and we can feel it and we can live it and we can embrace it. And then you have morons on social media who haven't got a fucking clue about the real world, I think. I mean, I forgot to say this last week. I was stood around football fans for 90 minutes outside the ground, and we're all talking. We're all talking. I was then stood inside of... In, well, we were sat inside in the main grandstand for 90 minutes of the game, and then 15 minutes of halftime. And guess what? Not one person spoke about the owners. Not one person spoke about transfers. All we spoke about was, how do you think we're going to do today, lads? How do you think we're going to do today, ladies? What do you think the score's going to be? What do you think the lineups going to be? Who would you play? No drama about the bullshit of what's going on on the political side of the club, for want of a better phrase and wording. There, it, it, it's it's just annoying. In, enjoy the football, people. Seriously, you will feel better for it. Honestly, you really will, because that's what we all love. That's the common denominator. We love watching Liverpool Football Club play football and winning games and scoring goals and goal line clearances and crunching tackles and everything else that goes with it. You know, it's why, can't, why do people have to be so negative? Seriously. If you're going to be negative i mean i may have said this last week i don't know if i said it to somebody just fuck off and when you get there fuck off again it's simple nobody needs negativity if you've got something to say please say it but be constructive come up with a rationale come up with reasoning come up with solutions
0: yeah it's, not- that, it's that it's that last one isn't it cam yeah. it's the it's the yeah, hand wringing something must be done yeah. kind what of attitude Come, yeah. What's
3: the answers? Give us the answers. Start go for the GoFundMe page, maybe? Yeah. 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 You know, it's, it's, it's honestly, th- there's many billionaires in the world now, apparently. Yeah. Oh, are, are they all knocking on the door of Liverpool Football Club wanting to buy? These owners are not going anywhere for a couple of years. They've just started the Anfield Road expansion. Yeah. They're invested in that now. They're not going to sell up until that is done because that's only going to add value to the club. They're 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 investors. They they are money people, they're hedge fund guys, whatever they are, yeah. They they have an endpoint where they see, right, we know that this is the time for us to get out. Problem is, the longer they leave it as well, the harder it's gonna to be to sell. Because you're yeah, limiting yeah. the options of who can buy it.
0: We see, that's it, and that's why it, it, that leads to what, what you just said there being very much an opinion, as opposed to because you could also say they're fattening up the calf, you know, that's another way of looking at it, and and, exactly. and, and, and what's that? That's what they do. That's what they do? The that's what they do. Behind, behind venture capitalism. It, it, exactly, and it, it, right there, that little sort of <laughs> that little uh, rumble of reality there in the background from Young back. I mean, that's Cam's point about you know, when you're actually talking to real people, in commas, uh, not, you know, uh, for me, no 1865 top fan uh, on Twitter, you realize that they are just interested in the game. Um, before the game, they want to talk about what's going to happen during the game. They want to talk about the game and after the game, they want to talk about what happened. That's the joy of football. I miss that immensely since Anfield Index Pro started a combination of health and family and things like that have meant that I've watched every single... Kayaking career. Kayaking career really has eaten away at my opportunities <laughs> to travel. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it means I've watched every single Liverpool game for four years with my laptop um, beside me making notes for raw. And I'm not complaining because I love doing that show, and I feel kind of closer to the match than I ever have in a weird way. But I do miss going to it, and I miss you know I'm living vicariously through these two lads and everybody else who gets to go to the game. But you know what? I was really t- really struck by something you said there, Cam. You're talking about you know real people and having real chats, and people are like the, these 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 Twitter types are tone deaf. I mean, we saw I mentioned to you just before the mics went live. We've got the whole nabi story going on in the background. We're not going to talk about that because we're not qualified to talk about the geopolitical scenario there. Nobody knows about it. stop offering opinions, you. absolute imbeciles! just seals.
2: bringing in our West African correspondent. Oh, we haven't Are, got
0: one. Exactly. Yeah. Hang on a second. <laughs> Hang on a second till we just get him on the line. And like <laughs> all these people offering these profoundly stupid uh, opinions. And then... I swear to God, the minute we saw a picture of Naby on a plane, because all these clubs had literally clubbed together and gotten a big jet and gotten all their stars out of there, all the comments were, oh, great, Naby's back for Leeds, lad. And Uh that kind of stuff. And you're like, okay, there are an awful lot of people who probably also would have benefited from getting on a plane and getting out of whatever trouble situation is there. Tone deaf. You know what I mean? Just tone deaf. So I think you're resolution carl to not engage with that is a very wise one i think more people should do it i know i can't remember last time i was in a twitter beef if ever it's years it's just really bad for you whereas cam i don't know have you gotten involved in a couple of things like that of late um i got involved
3: i just did a you wrote it we both did and i just tweeted back a said individual and said well you know why don't you just start a gofundme and i um you know I do you
0: believe we call you a turbo cunt. <laughs> well, that is the best type.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is, that is universally renowned as the finest type. Um, yeah, I, mean, I mean, I mean, uh, like, hang on, okay, hang on, hang I'll on.
3: I will tell you one Twitter beef I got into. So um,
0: hang, hang, on, hang on, sorry, hang on, hang on. Let me cut across here. After that <laughs> little, little little spiel that I just gave there. You waited, you let me say all of that, and then you both chip in and go, yeah, well, actually, we've both been at it lately. <laughs> no,
3: no. Well, it was the same tweet we were both involved in. Okay. It, it, okay. it was FSG out. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was out, a tweet about the it. last
2: pod, wasn't
3: it? Yeah. It was FSG out to all three of us, and Carl responded, and I saw it. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll say my two-pence piece as well. You know, I'll give it my top My response was two words. Yeah.
0: Very know, it, was, it, was, it was a tweet about our last pod. Yeah, 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 Why didn't I see this? I must have muted it.
3: Yeah. So um so I just responded and I, basically the, the tweet was FSG out. And and then Carl said something and Carl then called called the, this person or bot or whatever they are, Android, uh, robot, whatever, um, called them a prick and then they said something else. So Carl told him to fuck off. So uh, in the middle of that, I just said, Well, if you want FSG out, yeah. Then start a GoFundMe and buy them. Buy buy the club. Do it. Don't just say FSG out. Offer a solution. This is my point. Offer a solution. I mean, I had one Twitter spat with someone once. It was um, after we'd won the league. And the fans all turned up at Anfield. And uh, some Punjabi guys turned up. I I say Punjabi. I'm I'm, I'm just using that term loosely. And they were playing the doll. I don't know if you know what the doll is. It's like a uh, an, a, a drum instrument that you have. Yeah. You, you you it's in front of you. and You're just banging it from either side, and it's a very distinctive sound. And so they're playing the doll, and they're making a noise. And I just uh, re- retweeted or quote tweeted that I quote tweeted the uh, the the video, or I I downloaded the video somehow and just posted the video, and I said um uh, the doll has arrived at Anfield. And somebody had a go at me for posting it, saying you're advocating death because of, we're in the middle of you know this was at the start of the pandemic, you know it was obviously May June time and um, you know people are dying and here you are encouraging people to go to Anfield and I'm like it wasn't my video. That doesn't matter. You you've, you're you're just trying to kill people. I'm like seriously, I'm just sharing a video. If you if you if you genuinely think that I'm trying to kill someone from posting a video online that, of something that has already happened the day de- the night before, then I'm sorry I can't help you. I really can't help you. Yeah, and in well, the end, in the end, I just have to block the person, you know, because it was yeah. just, they were just getting abusive, and I just thought sort of, there's only so far you can go down that rabbit hole with people. So generally, I don't engage. I just laugh it off. And that's just me. That's the way I I try to deal with anything. At the end of the day, I'm not paid any money to get stressed or worried about what twats say about me on Twitter. Say what you like. Yeah. I, I really don't care. I mean, I I, I I'm, I'm, a, I'm a I'm an ass. I really am. I say that to people. I am an ass. If if you, if, you, if you if you if you rub me up the wrong way, I'll be I will be a proper ass. But I'm not going to let people online rub me up the wrong way because who are they? They're not my mates. My mates would say it to my face. You guys would if you felt I was saying something wrong, you would say it to my face. Say Cam, that's out of order. You know? It's there's a difference. These people, they don't mean anything to us.
1: Enjoying this podcast. Then why not supercharge your support for the Reds with Anfield Index Pro? With around 30 premium podcasts every month, AI Pro offers the very best reviews, reaction and debate on all things LFC. From the acclaimed statistics and deep dive analytics found in our Under Pressure podcast to the transfer links, scouting reports and fast live reaction shows we record after every match AI Pro is home to our very best content with regular appearances by Reds legends like Jan Molby and Sir Kenny Dalglish, plus insight from journalists, sports scientists coaches and psychologists we'll help bring you closer to the club you love There's never been a better time to take AI Pro for a test drive Available on all popular podcast platforms, with free apps for iOS and Android. You can try it absolutely free with no strings attached. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com to start your seven-day free trial now.
0: Yeah, uh, listen, you're, you're preaching to the choir here, or is that the way it goes? Preaching to the choir? preaching to yeah 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 that's it uh i i I completely agree i completely agree and and as we said earlier on again before the mics went live i was seriously contemplating you know and i have been for quite some time i'm in a similar bind to carl in that you know there's a side project going on here that you like to get as much eyes on as possible so you want to keep that slightly bigger account but honest to god it's becoming less and less appealing to do that because you're just exposed to more and more. And even if it's not the people themselves who you follow, they're retweeting stuff. That's just hellishly annoying. Mm, Um, yeah. And, and an awful lot of that, especially an awful lot of that sort of two-faced nonsense. I'm seeing all these, you know, so-called kindness and light people quite often who talk about mental health and the like on a regular basis and, um, preach kindness and talk about their lefty principles. And next thing you know, they're spitting absolute bile, um, in a vacuum without any information and that type of thing destroys me insane it's as bad every bit as bad as the uh the the opposite of that which we can all agree is pretty repellent and actually we did have one hanger on to the pod in the, in the in the uh in the not so distant past who was uh <laughs> let's say quite heavily right-leaning and used to take issue with us on a regular basis um god bless him and his little cotton <laughs> socks yeah, 100%. I wonder what I wonder what he's doing out there.
2: Let, let's just say those those cotton socks will be white,
0: hundred oh, percent,
3: thousand percent. You won't be wearing Nike.
0: <laughs> there will be no colors except white on those socks. Yeah. And I if you if there's
3: a window in that basement,
2: yeah. <laughs> and his knees are remarkably unscuffed.
0: Yeah. Oh, yes. God. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I'll hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully, he's having a fine time, and he's. Um... Well, th- this is my issue, Trev. With the whole
2: thing, this is just where I am today more than anything else. Imagine a world, if you will, where football clubs don't do transfers; they can only do their own intake from their own academies, and there's no transfer thing going on whatsoever. And you do th- you're just lucky. I mean, Newcastle do very well because their academies are very good, and some of their ju- some of their best players haven't played for Newcastle, for example. Um, or, if so, very briefly before they were, they were sent off somewhere else. Would any of these people moan on about the owners? And I've got some beefs with the owners. I don't like the owners. And no matter how often I say that in articles, I get called that I'm protecting the column I write because I want
0: access, all that sort you of stuff. You just want the access. That's kind All yes, everybody knows.
3: I'm um, You're in Anfield now. No, I thought you were in that. Is it Melwood now? It's not Melwood, isn't it? It's no, Kirby it now, is Kirby, yeah. Kirby, yeah. I yeah. thought you were in Klopp's office. Yeah, you said guy. you were in Klopp's office earlier. Yeah.
2: I'm under the desk getting top access.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> if, Your knees are scuffed,
2: aren't <laughs> they? Let's leave that there, shall we? <laughs> if you can imagine a world where that doesn't exist and therefore the owners are largely redundant and no one knows their names, are these people supporting Liverpool Yes, they are supporting Liverpool, but I don't think they're supporting the same Liverpool that I support. And I think that's the key difference for me. I'm all about going to the match. As I said before, going to the match with my mates, enjoying my mates, doing this, etc. I think an awful lot of people just want to be seen to be buying massive players. And I don't really think they're that, they're that bothered about the team. I really don't. I think a lot of it's sort of, yeah, but, you know, Leeds spent more than we did. And that's embarrassing. Why is that embarrassing? Yeah. Embarrassed on the better in the top four.
0: You, you've got to understand, we live in a world now where a huge amount of fans are going to migrate, believe it or not, to all clubs, uh, of all clubs, Man United, because of Ronaldo signing for them. Mm-hmm. Be- these, these weirdos, and quite often they're young lads, and uh, uh, quite often lads as well, they support the player. Imagine that. They support a player. So this is the world you live in now. So obviously that means there are going to be all sorts of varieties of people who say they support a club. And I often used to use the expression, um, lads, when I'd be writing, you know, it it bothers me that some of these people stand under the same banner as me. As if we were some sort of united, to use Cam's word from earlier on, political entity. We are not. The Liverpool fan base are not a united political entity at all in any way, shape or form. It's a massive, massive group of humans and you have to, you have to bear that in mind. And I think you, what you're talking about, Carla, is and Cam, you're perpetually let down when you see this, these awful takes and this absolute lack of connection to what anything to do with the club is about. Uh, From these people and you just realise Well actually there's this massive spectrum Of fans now and maybe some Of the most awful are some of the loudest Would that be fair Carl do you think?
2: Yeah I I was told today because um, Again someone who read the Headline not not read the actual column I wrote that if I want a level Playing area I should go and Support grassroots football Oh god Well, well, Well here's the thing Fuck off <laughs> I want to support, thank you. And I'm—I I'm, don't like fan hierarchy, and I've never done it. But I've got to, I'm it. I'm going to guess here. I'm going to go out on the limb, that I know a lot more about this fucking club than you do, and what it yeah. is to support to be a regular match goer. And again, I'm—I'm I'm not saying that as an—I'm—I'm as a, a, I'm incredibly lucky that I get tickets. I know yeah. that, and I'm—I would never ever say to someone you're no good because you don't go. You know that it, it doesn't work like that. No. Um, but. If you don't like it, you should go and support this. How about, I, I, I say it too often, and I know, you support yours, I'll support mine, and mine has got fucking nothing to do with yours. I mean, literally fucking nothing. I support the lads on the pitch, and the lad who really should be wearing specs now, and it's freaking me out slightly.
0: Um, oh, thank God. i mean, I, I can, I've been tired. Yeah, I get that. I get, I get the fact. It, it, you earlier on, you said it briefly, and it reminded me of that poor chap on... Arsenal fan TV saying I'm tired. Robbie, that's exactly it. I I just I get it. I totally get it. I get where both of you are coming from. Because I feel it myself, and I I think it's about managing your expectations around things like Twitter. If you're going to be on there, you just have to kind of, like I say, manage your expectations. And uh, my only tip around this is not to get involved in any of those things at all, even if you think you'd like to snap back at someone. I can't tell you the amount of times some weirdo had popped up when I used to write my column and said something either awful about me or the piece or something like that. Yeah, many times that it happened. It happened enough times that you could count them on the fingers of two hands. But each of those times, I had composed three or four wordy tweets, absolutely slamming said idiot into the middle of next week in a way that was both verbose and vicious. And then I thought, just delete the tweet, Trev, and just block and move on. Because yeah. what can possibly be gained from involving yourself in that, and I think there's a lesson there. I genuinely no, don't. Different...
2: when you block someone, do you feel like a mafia hitman?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's close, right? I do, a... I do. I've killed them. I've yeah, killed i have never hit them again. <laughs> They're dead. One, you know what you've done? Kyle? You, you know what you've done. You've you've silenced them. <laughs> yeah, that's no, nice. cancelled them. Oh, you cancel them? You yeah.
2: Oh god, don't get it. Let's not go down to Kyle for fuck's sake. Oh,
3: I want to go there. I want to go there.
2: All right. <laughs> Trev. I'm sure you agree that Jeremy Kyle was cancelled because of there is a left-wing um uh counselling culture which, which to, to to keep um good good brexit voters out of office.
0: What was his complaint about What I've is been that counseled. what you been yeah, I, I, shit. I I, I saw just what we- happened? I was aware that Jeremy Kyle, who, by the way, if you're listening to this, you're not sure who this is, and um, for American listeners, I know there's a few of you, he is a sort of daytime. Um, he's basically like the English Jerry Springer. Will that be fair? Yeah,
2: um, it's so so basically, he used to run a sort of very early morning TV program where he would bring people who were desperate for fame and, shall we say, not the brightest people in the world. Or, or
0: just money, just the check, just, just the money, check. Yeah. To her, and and, and just harangue
2: on. them about their personal life. So it's a lot of Jerry Springer, you know, um, I accidentally slept with my best mate's mother. Like, well, know, actually, that. you know what? You know and what? And daughter's pregnant. It's one of those sort of things, you know.
0: But he's That's far more thing. odious. He's actually more odious than Springer. In that you're right. He used to harangue them. So you get this lad who who admits to having fathered children with his with all the women in his family or something. And, and and Yes, and then he'll just go and point the finger in this lad's face and shout at him and get red-faced and, 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 and harangue him and, and, and berate him and tell him what a terrible man he is and said imbecile will listen and throw an odd comment back and then there'll be a fight. And I get
2: by the world. Yeah. And what happened? Someone did that show and killed themselves and that well, cancelled because of that. And now he's saying, yes, but I've been cruelly used. So t- tell that to uh, his name was Stuart, the lad who died. Tell, tell yourself that. You're not cancelled, mate. You're a fucking appalling human being and we can do without you in your show. But of what course he was going to talk radio, so
0: was, was was so hang on. When he's talking about being cancelled, that's actually what he's getting at. His show was cancelled. His show was cancelled. He's being cancelled in oh, a castle culture, yeah, as well. Okay, okay, I right. see.
2: It's not, it's not his fault, it's just he, not for this he definitely people.
0: he definitely didn't push all the buttons and cause lots of people fucking discomfort uh, in an exploitative way at all. Um, it's, it's,
2: it's basically poverty porn.
0: It is. It's, 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 it's the it's, grimmest. It's in
2: inverted commas, laughing at chavs, that program.
0: Yeah, it's the grimmest of TV shows. Okay, yeah. that's
2: it. That's but, interesting. But
3: <laughs> the, the great thing here, though, is, unfortunately, the, um, in all of this, he's, he he's claiming he's been cancelled. That he had a platform to to say that he's being cancelled. Yeah. So well, he, there you and, go. Yeah, and he's yeah. now got a radio show off of being cancelled. Yeah. He, it, where, it's where almost like he, people. Um... Yeah. It's almost like and he, and he's saying he's he's now free to engage in honest and open debate, and you know it's okay for him to be wrong in his opinions. Because, he, you know, the listener can vote in and say, actually, you're wrong about this, Jeremy. He's trying to make out now he's some kind of saviour of radio and opinion and debate. Yet he's been cancelled. So how have you got a show? How have you allowed us to know that you now have a show upcoming?
0: Well, it, if, there's, if, if there's one thing we know, Cam, if there's one thing we know um, from recent times uh, in your country, uh, in America... And in my country where we had the unholy union of two absolutely, we hate each other, diametrically opposed parties. Oh, it turns out they are equally centrist and they joined for the first time ever. And now we have a shit show in our country. If there's one thing we know is that there are an awful lot of awful people with terrible takes who will probably give him an audience. And oh, make sure he will. He will, you yeah. know. Make sure he that will. his show is successful and no all that. But the last name is Steve Diamond, by the way.
3: He, right. he kept calling him a serial liar or something, and then unfortunately, this individual um, person, Steve. Sorry, I should I should use his name. I apologize. Um, he committed suicide, and they they reckon being called a serial liar continually on TV may have contributed to.
0: Well, you see, there's 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 that, there's the thing again about being tone deaf. I mean, there's no way in, in which you can. It's 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 overly righteous to turn around and say, "Well, you did that, pal." Um, but for him to be coming out and talking the way he's talking means he doesn't even have the self awareness to accept anything around his potential responsibility for how that kid might have been feeling, and that's just that tells you all you need to know about a child it, like
3: that. I mean, I saw I saw the video um, because it was. It was all over social media. And he slouched in his chair as he's speaking as if he's, you know, he, he he didn't have a care in the world. Honestly, you know, these guys have got more money than sense sometimes. And I'm sure at one point he was a nice person, you know, and the, the monster in him has been pulled out due to the show he did. Yeah. But, but Somebody needs to grab hold of him, slap him 50,000 times, I'll yeah, yeah, and say, shut the fuck up, yeah, stop, go back 20 years and think you were a better person then maybe. Start again. Yeah.
0: yeah, well, instead, what's we'll that? Talk- Instead, what's happened is he's been uh, he's been given a new uh, place to carry on his shtick, you know. It's, just uh, call
3: it the council show, shouldn't they?
0: Just call it the council show with uh, Jeremy Kyle, yeah. Uh, and it will be listened to in the millions, no doubt. Uh, sickeningly yeah. enough, uh, it, we, we we have uh, gone down a dark alleyway here, and I want to uh, just bring it back briefly to football for one second because I realise that we have three games in a week. Now we will do a show again next week before the third of those games. But it's not just Leeds, lads, because football's back and football's back with an absolute bang. Because after we return against uh, Leeds Tra- on I'm Sunday, to yeah, you. I'm
3: gonna have to stop you. I-, I really need to tell you a little funny story to,
0: make,
3: oh. to take us away from this dark mood. Um, that
0: works. I thought I was doing. I thought I was doing
3: that. I know, but I'm gonna. Ha- I, I- all right, um, I've got a funny story. To- Tell about something that happened this weekend? With Do me. it. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Cool. All right. So um, on the weekend, I met for the first time my potential future son-in-law. Uh oh. Yeah. So um, we we met in a we just met in a uh, in a cafe, sat down, had a drink, um, soft drink, obviously, and um, I just. Asked him, you know, got a, got to know him a little bit, you know, why is he, why my daughter is such? Um, <laughs> hang yeah, on, hang know. on, hang on, hang on. What, what did he say, oh, my daughter?
0: Wait, 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 wait. An awful lot of us have been in this situation Yeah. Uh, yeah. when we have children. Well,
3: I don't know how to approach it, so.
0: No, but tell me you didn't say, so, why my daughter?
3: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Dude. Don't yeah. oh, fuck about it. you know me. So, um, <laughs> Um, so you know he, he came out with this feel he was sort of prepared like you know I'm sure uh, my daughter Erin had uh, um, given him a sort of heads up about what I was going to ask him so uh, you know he, he told me about what his dreams and aspirations are and yeah, came, across, came across well and I said alright enough of all that now let's get to the fucking serious stuff and I, and I, I did swear um, I said why the fuck is a lad from Warsaw spot in manchester fucking city
0: and he's like well you've got him there to be fair yeah he was like
3: uh and i said you're a fucking glory hunter aren't you <laughs> <laughs> and he was like <laughs> and he pretty much said what you just said there <laughs> you've got me there <laughs>
0: I can't believe it. You're you're so harsh on the poor kid. You know he was probably bricking
3: it, mate. He was. He was absolutely bricking it. He's been telling. He's been telling my daughter for weeks. I'm fucking scared of meeting your dad. I'm fucking scared of meeting your dad. He's gonna fucking rip me a new one. I don't know how I'm gonna handle it. I don't know how I'm gonna handle it. And gonna
0: and for, just... for, for listeners yeah. who don't, for listeners who don't know, Cam at the moment is. is Sporting quite an impressive beard, which would add to the intimidation factor, no <laughs> doubt about it. And if I know if I know branchy he probably stuck on a pair of tinted glasses and a hat just so he'd be <laughs> no, scarier.
3: No. No. I wish I had now. I should have spoken to you guys before and, and gone in like uh different dress codes for different scenarios, trying to figure out which would be the worst ones to intimidate him even more.
0: Um, Cam, I, I, Carl, have you been on the end of that conversation, the other end of that conversation where you've been sort of, be, you've been the one being vetted? Have you ever had anything similar to that ex- experience? I
2: I've, 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 I've do parents quite well, actually. Do yeah. you? Because I'm supposed to some sort of reliably, well, dull. <laughs> 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 yeah. What do you I like like oh, do? You know, I really like tea. I like yeah. drinking tea a lot and watching telly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had the odd sort of, oh, right, you're a football hudigan, are you? I I've have had that conversation before.
1: Not not, not really, I'd
2: say. Um, yeah, I mean, the the, the idea, <laughs> to be honest, if I was in the same situation as, as the lad involved, I'd be interviewing Brainchy, you know, <laughs> asking what his credentials were the other way around there. Yeah, <laughs>
3: good luck, lad, good luck.
2: Yeah, it'd be like sort of like, so what, what, are, you, what are your... um? Uh, you know what, what? What are your intentions towards my daughter? Fuck that! Let, can we just go to the fucking usually in the blender thing? A second. <laughs> before we
0: start? You see, there we go. If we had known, we could furnish that lad with enough stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, follow un- us, mate.
2: Follow us. We've got the yeah. lot here.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no more intimidation when it comes to Brainty, lad. We've got you. Just uh, if you're listening to this show, you uh... <laughs> know I did a
3: podcast. you Oh wow, wow, You know, you must have done
0: that, Trev, haven't you? Surely,
2: I've
0: done, not which dude.
2: But you've got a daughter, haven't you? You must have brought. Oh, you
0: mean done done the uh, the, the, the the stern the father. father of, chat. The father oh, of. I, I have done the star, the stern father chat, but I was actually reminded of a couple of times where i was in the same boat as this poor man man city glory hunter the cam was grilling (laughs) Uh, the worst one by a mile was i was brought (laughs) we need to go back the kid that you were just speaking about uh when that kid was still in the belly of uh the mammy in question uh we went off now bear in mind it's still ireland uh in in the very late 90s. We went off to visit the estranged father who uh, was, oh, wow, he did the whole intimidating thing quite well. He sort of sat on the edge of the the table in the pub where he was the (laughs) landlord and he didn't deign to speak to us and then he went off and walked around and ordered a few people around and he sat down the edge of the table again and he did the whole sort of talking to me from the profile you know it was proper proper intimidating stuff needless to say lads you know me well enough at this stage you can just imagine how i reacted and how intimidated i got by that and he seemed to enjoy me being a bit spiky <laughs> back and, yeah. um, and he, he seemed to understand that language better than uh than i could have hoped so that went quite well
2: I was, <laughs> I, sorry just because I, up, I was introduced not the same thing i was introduced to my, my one of my best mates we went to stay with his family down in devon once and they're from the, the they're lancastrians the, his family and uh, so i met his uncle um, i was going to say his name but i better not and so that, this is my mate carl uh, you know he's, he's he's from Liverpool. and uh, and i both just went oh I don't like scousers jesus yeah wow. I don't like scousers and i thought and i i i thought i either say fuck you or i walk out and i went for walking out i thought i'm not going to fucking argue with you
0: and did you did that did you You just and you just
2: about.
0: yeah it's fine okay okay yeah, okay, oh, yeah. Right. and you see i know some people right uh, uh, it's really interesting you say that because i got exactly that comment about i fucking hate meath men uh, and i was being introduced to a gang of dubliners and i got this and i fucking hate meath men they're only rats or something like that and I, he was clearly trying to test me and it was whole, this is all part of his confrontational persona and here's the thing, dude, you either buy into that and you want to play along with them and you give them the, 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 the I don't know, it's giving them a little bit of credit, isn't it, to, to stay in the room with them? I actually like your, your angle better. Fuck that. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? All right, fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, fine. I do like that, I have to say. Uh, we are approaching the hour, so we should start wrapping things up. I want to give How, a very... Where
3: were you going before I uh, cut you up?
0: I, 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 w- I want to give a very, very brief reference back to the football, which was, it's not just Leeds on Sunday. We've got AC Milan on Wednesday. We've got Crystal Palace on Saturday. We've got Norwich on Tuesday. We've got Brentford the following Saturday. And then we've got Porto the following Tuesday. This is bananas. And after that Tuesday, on the Sunday, the 1st, on the 3rd of October, we have Manchester City. This is a run of fixtures, which, I mean, it's not too over the top to say is going to be absolutely essential in, in shaping the season. So, if you can't get excited about that, was my point. Ah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what to say to you. I mean, AC Milan at home. I don't care whether the AC Milan of old never or happened. not. It, this it's is never, tremendous. It's never happened. We yeah.
2: only ever played in the European Cup finals.
0: This is tremendous. And, as I said on a previous pod, now we get to see Liverpool play in the San Siro. Yeah. And that's a great thing end of story. So we haven't done t-tinta. T-tinta. There are all the, and Torres there, Torres scored the winner. Yeah, there are all these wonderful occasions coming up looming big big occasions, uh, loads of big European nights between now uh, which is what the hell day is it today? 7th of September I think today, between yeah. the 7th of September and the 19th of October. So that's no more than what? Three and three. In less than six weeks, we get to play AC Milan, Porto, and Atletico Madrid. We also get to play City uh, in the Premier League. We're playing Leeds next week, and we've got lots of other games like Palace, Norwich, Brentford, which are not exactly gimmies. Watford's in there as well in that section. This is what it's all about. What about net spend? I mean, if you take
3: exactly, in- exactly,
0: exactly, <laughs> exactly, this is brilliant. That's ex- thank you for saying that because that's exactly where, in the in in the name of all that's holy, in the name of your chosen deity, is the point in going there when you've got all of that to talk about, all that good stuff to talk about. I um,
2: about I'm just going to support the lads on the pitch and end it there. That's what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And let's talk about the games, and let's talk about the the the. Uh, by uh, by the way, it's a kind of sickness. It's clearly a kind of sickness because literally the day after the transfer window closed, and people were getting all the FSG out shit out of their system. The day after that, so two days after the window closed, there were endless stories about Liverpool being linked with X Y or Z. And I was like, oh fuck off, seriously. I don't, I don't want to hear that. You were going somewhere, Cam. I couldn't cross you.
3: Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, I was just going to say, um, I know it's going back to something Carl said about, it's just little points about the owners. Some people don't like the owners. Some people love the owners. Some people are in between. I'm, I'm in that gap between, in between and like them. Because I, I, I like what they've done for the, the club as a whole and the stability they brought as a, as a football club. And I, I think, to a point, they get an unfair shout for, you know, and they've made mistakes, but they've been big enough to hold their hands up and say, yeah, we fucked up. I know it's easy saying you shouldn't should make the mistakes, but other clubs, I'm sure their fan base will say that their owners make mistakes, but are, are their owners big enough to come out and say, yeah, we've made a mistake? I think that takes, I think that's quite good of our owners, that they do actually listen to us as fans if we do, kick up a fuss to a point and and that's that's i think is something that to a point should be applauded uh, uh, applauded and i think they genuinely generally get a an unfair shake uh the owners because they have a model and we've known that model we don't like that model we we want mbappe we want neymar we want Whoever, whoever, whoever. I'm not even Neymar, actually, but, you know, and it's like we want to pay Mosala five. We haven't even talked about Mo Salah apparently wanting £500,000 a week. Well, the bollocks,
2: it's when the very other blokes are a complete liar. Yeah, well... A load of bollocks. It,
3: it, I know that. You know that. The, yeah. it, it's FSG's fault that he's not going to get £500,000 a week now.
0: And the point is, it sparked endless, endless, endless rounds of shit talk and articles and non-articles exactly. and pieces. Uh, so People you know, get
3: dragged into this rabbit hole for no reason. Yeah, so can, I, can I make
2: two points on this? Do it. Firstly, um, FSG out. I don't mind it as an organisation or a thing because people are angry. I think you're looking at the wrong thing. But um, it's not FSG out, so the fact that there's pricks who running football clubs is the issue. Uh, and you're never going to be happy that way. But I'd like to say, where were all you pricks when um, John Henry was um, treated Kenny like shit? Didn't read any of that stuff at all. So you're not interested in net spend. You're not interested in how they treated the greatest footballer in our history. Um, I'm appalled that I don't like FSG because of that, and that was nine years ago. And I don't care if Kenny sat on the boards at them or not. And he's forgiven them. I fucking haven't. They can fuck off because of that. And secondly. At the beginning of the second half of the Chelsea game, I turned to my brother-in-law and said, do you know what? I'm made up. They're taking inc- inc- Cante off. Made up. The lad in front of me turned around and said, me too, mate. I'm really pleased you said that. Well said. And we had a chat about football. That's football. That's Liverpool
3: football. That's, That's football, yeah. That's what makes
2: it beautiful. So we're going to see the lad again. We had a nice five-minute chat. Pied each other on the back. Went
0: on and called. And- also, also, as we've often spoken about, and again, hopefully soon to return uh, in an era where it's okay to be around humans and have physical contact, you know, sense. actual life. No, you're not, Pop. I'll tell you why you're not. Because one of the best stories you've ever told on this podcast is how you were sort of, let's just say, manipulated around the cup after the celebration of a goal. And I had a similar story. <laughs> oh,
2: you've owned, you've owned the camel, you? yeah. Yeah.
0: And and we've we've all exchanged stories about some very, very happy Polish, Norwegian, Danish lad beside you. He's yeah. probably had a few and he's very excited and he wants to hug you. And so you have a big happy hug and it's great because Liverpool are winning, Liverpool have scored. And again, if there's anything that, that, that this show has been about today, it, it's that. It's like, look for the good stuff. Look for the essence. And I would, on a not negative note, but just to echo something Carl said, I wrote a piece after that incident um where Kenny was uh his contract was was terminated with FSG it was mutual etc bullshit Uh I was fucking furious. That's my hero. That's for me the ultimate Liverpool personage uh that will ever be. Just for me. I, I, other people have their own opinions. And you don't do that. You don't do that. And again, I'd agree, like Carl, things can move on. Kenny's a very affable man. Um and he's chosen to embrace whatever sort of remedies they've made around that. That sticks in my cross still. And I think he's it's a really, really good point. Uh we should start wrapping it up. Um can I just say before we do, and I go to you both for your finish-ups, if you do have them, Uh, I'm not sure if you do, but can I just say that I have discovered Banana Weetabix, (laughs) and I need everybody to know that it is a wonderful thing, because it's, I love Weetabix and the story, um, but it's got that really nice Banana twang off it as well. It's fucking glorious, is what it is. Uh, and this has been brought to you by Weedabix. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking wish we had some of that that absolutely sweet, sweet Weedabix wedge coming our way. We don't. But uh, I had. I, way, they're
2: good, aren't they?
3: I'm lovely lads. <laughs> I, I, I love chocolate Weedabix. They're, a, they're I genuinely do. good. Well, it's I, amazing I, I,
0: I I I was talking about these banana Weenie because ago, cause I just because bought them and I only broke into them tonight and it was fucking spirit sh- spirit shocking, uh, so I just said I'd have to share that. Uh, Can Carl, I just
2: say this, Trev? Yeah, yes, dude. Rawlins are the best place for chocolate oranges. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's just happened here on live on this podcast. <laughs> It's a little noddy goose when he says it. sort of, I know how bad that sounds, but I've just got to say it. <laughs> I,
0: I don't care. It's just, I, I'm excited. It's, I'm in the moment. I want to share with the people who I love. That's all the listeners. Uh, I'm actually reasonably fond of you two as well. Of course, I'm guy. Uh, now, Carl, have you got something to finish out with? I think you said you might have if you do go ahead with it.
2: <laughs> Not what I was gonna say. Um I don't know if anyone here follows the the journalist Chris Williams. Chris is a journalist for BT Sport and freelance of quite a few people, uh and he works in uh, in Germany. And um he's it's, it's one of these people I don't know him but I know him sort of thing. We have the odd chat online and that sort of thing. He was at a game at the weekend between um Boston, I think it was on the 21s, and West Bridgeford Colts where sadly a lad uh, has suffered a cardiac arrest, uh, a lad called Dylan Rich, and um, he passed away a couple of days later. Um, I'm only really going to say this just because it's a work thing as much, but it's, it's not just a work thing as it affects me personally. If you belong to a football club or you train in a facility that doesn't have a defib, can you please talk to someone about getting some funding for it? Because
0: it's happening too often. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's very well said. Very well said. and And the fact that it's grounded in the, fairly tragic recent example is um, just underlines it really well. Yeah, fair play uh, and thanks for that Carl. Hopefully people are listening and it might actually spark someone to do exactly something like that. Just take that little bit of action. Get in touch um, with me
2: if you need anything from, if you need any, any guidance on that as well. I don't
0: mind. It's, it's about, it's just about, it, it's it's easily something you could let run, isn't it man? and yeah. and, and, and it's about not doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And getting trained up on one of those things is fairly straightforward, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you, you can learn CPR in half an hour. You can Just start, but the, uh, defib, defibs, the the latest defibs, talk to you.
2: They tell you what to do.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's really simple. Well, I saw, I saw, I saw James Bond using it on himself. So I, I, <laughs> I, I, I reckon I'm fine. I reckon I'm going to be able to do it when the time comes. Wow. Uh, yeah. That is stunning. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, I know, dude. <laughs> know. You know, Craig's very, a red, isn't he? Hang on,
2: I've got an advertising campaign coming up. Yeah, D- Bonds are D- red. Bonds are D- red. D- so. Mr. the Craig? Yeah. Let's um, do I, that know, that. I remember when Mike Parry said that James Bond belongs to the nation and he shouldn't be supporting a football club. <laughs> <don't> fucking <laughs> <laughs> And I wrote about that and you, you had to read it out on Audible. And I said, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to burn all my Reggie Perrin videos because oh. Leonard Ross is at the actual place, Rigsby and Rise and Damp is at Blue. So I'm going to burn all my DVDs because Rigsby shouldn't be a blue.
0: Oh, I enjoyed that one. Excuse I did enjoy me. that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's reassuringly awful all the time in that sort of way that yeah. you can laugh at. It's worth
3: uh, taking come up with
2: that's Even so laughable that no one will think about it.
0: Ah, oh, that's amazing. Uh, Cam, what have you got for us to finish out? Or do you have something, mate? I
3: I, I do. Um, I might sound familiar, this. I think this is the one of the greatest sentences ever written. Oh yeah. Are you ready? Yes. Don't make me edit stuff out. It's like work and stuff.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can you repeat it for the listeners? Because I kind of I walked all over the end of that. As did Carl. Go again.
1: <laughs>
0: Sorry.
3: <laughs> One sec. Right. Um <laughs> sorry. Um don't make me edit stuff out. It's like work and stuff.
0: Okay, you should probably fill in the listeners. I'll let you do it rather than me do it. Let's go.
3: No, I think Carl should do it. Um.
2: <laughs> <laughs> my my outro was going to be slightly different about the way I feel about football at the moment and about the fans, and I was just going to have the same words repeated all the way through it. Uh, as, and, and Guy, who spoke those words to us on a WhatsApp group, was pe- absolutely petrified that he may have to do some, his words, work. <laughs> um, One thing, dear listener, also that didn't happen, which I'm going to have to do at some point, is I did have an idea of just dropping in. Various conspiracy theories throughout the pod just to see a bit. <laughs> so, I was going to mention the moon about the fact that that on the moon, uh, and yeah, you know, and things like that. And then, I was going to go on to Roswell nine eleven being a government conspiracy, um, the fact that the North Tower came down, like and it looked like a controlled explosion, that sort of thing. But I will be dropping them in every now and then to sort of tease the downy
3: sensibilities. Can I just yeah. say something on the moon? Go just on, yeah. two words. The flag. Right.
2: Oh, let's Christ.
0: get into this now. We can't. Oh, no, let's, let's not. let us <laughs> not let us not. Also, There's the
2: bridge grenade, Everyone, last possible second. Of
0: course, the bridge. <laughs> grenade. Ten minutes on that. I, I, I would, I would just say that Carlo, if you're gonna tease me with conspiracy theories, you should actually include a few conspiracy theories as opposed to historical facts uh, on the left. <laughs> I think that would be good. I am going to get us out of here before I get myself a further bother. I've been Trev Downey. You heard Carl Kopak. You heard Cam Branch. Guy Drinkle's been monitoring in the background and contributing as he always does. I need you to remember, listeners, that the game is out there and it's either play or get played. And also, listener, I need you to remember and do remember this you come at the king. You best not miss.
1: At AnfieldIndex.com forward slash Discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.